Hey, this is Joe Caminetti Jr. Welcome to the BC Podcast. We hope it inspires you and helps you in your journey with Jesus. Enjoy the message. I'm excited about this lesson. I have two one-time lessons this week and next. Next week, I, I titled it The Christmas Miracle. I keep telling Gina, I, I, this is going to be an instant classic. It is, I don't know that I ever taught this subject better. And it's going to give all of us this love for the Bible and this belief in the Bible like we've never had. So that's next week. But this week is awesome because I'm going to talk about seasons of fasting. And you might think we're just going into seasons of feasting. You're going to teach on seasons of fasting. Feast, enjoy the holidays, right? But here's what happens. If I wait till January, it's not enough time for people to think about it. And, you know, and then it's just too quick. So I thought, well, here's a good week. I'll, I'll talk about it this week. Get all of us thinking. You can write down, you know, some things you might want to do, some things you might want to fast. And, and I believe we're going to have an incredible time uh, today. But when I was going into this, I prayed and I said, God, I've taught this subject before. I don't want it to be theological. I don't want to give theological definitions of fasting. And I, I said, so I need your help. I need you to help me make this simple, but biblical. And I really believe he did that. It's unique to anything I've ever taught. So I'm really excited about the opportunity uh, to bring this out to you. And I want to begin with a Joe story to help set us up. Most of you know I was raised Catholic, and my parents were great Catholics. And one of the things Catholics do is uh, they fast something during Lent. Lent is the 40 days before Easter. And it's about 44, 45 days because Sunday's a uh, free day, so you can eat whatever you gave up. So that, but they make it 40 full days, Monday through Saturday. So my go-to in, in uh, junior high and in high school, in grade school, was I gave up candy. That's what I gave up. I, used, I almost did it every Lent. So that means I couldn't eat chocolate chip cookies because the chocolate chip is candy, but I could eat oatmeal raisin cookies, and I could eat cake, and I could eat ice cream. I just gave up candy, right? And I just thought God was happy with me. I had no idea why I was fasting. I just fasted. Then I accepted Christ, and I began to read it in the Bible. And I kept that mentality. If I give something up, but then I added to it, maybe God will answer my prayer. If, if, if I fast, then he, he will be obligated to answer prayers. That's how I looked at it as a young Christian. And then as I've grown in God, I realized, oh, it has nothing to do with twisting God's arm. It's way better than that, and it's way cool. And so I've known this, but I asked God, give me a way to teach it to where it's different, it's unique, and it makes all of us want to fast, right? Uh, of course, not till we feast. But I'm real excited. And this year, we decided not to go 21 days. We decided to go seven days. And, and, and here's was our reasoning. We're going to go Wednesday the 3rd through Wednesday the 10th. We thought if we focus it, we can go more intense because 21 days can be re really daunting. So we thought, let's just do seven. If you want to do more, you can. But uh, we're just I'm asking you, here's what I'm asking you. Begin to write your list. What are, what are you going to seek God for? What are you going to pray for? And then begin to think about how am I going to fast, right? And, and I'm going to open it up. We're going to have some fun. So I usually have a big idea, which I do today, and it's what I want us to walk out understanding more clearly than ever. And my big idea is the definition, definition of fasting. And this is, this is my uh, God idea for fasting. It's biblical, but it's different than the theological definition. Here it is. Fasting is giving up natural things. So we can replace them with God things so God can do his thing. And I like that. And that's really what fasting is. It's giving up natural things so we can replace them with God things. I'm going to show you what God things are. We'll help you out here in a moment. 
So God can do his thing. And what's God doing this thing, guys? It's just God answering your prayers, God opening up your eyes to what you're asking him to help you understand, right? God moving in other people's lives. And so that's the God things. We'll talk a little bit about that. I have some beautiful testimonies I want to share with you. But uh, can I talk for a minute about natural things? And then we'll find out what God things are. So natural things, because we live in the modern 21st century, right? Um, I think natural things need to include media too, because media is awesome, but it can clutter our lives, right? And it's just, now, now it's just seven days of media. See, I'm not going to watch any media at night. And I'll tell you a funny story. Uh, this happened uh, last week. I, I woke up to go to the restroom about three o'clock and someone sent me a text while I was sleeping. And and, I, and they had a clip, and it went to Instagram, and it was so funny. I got back in bed and watched it, had it low so Gina wouldn't hear it. And uh, I watched it, but then other ones came up. And, and before you knew it, I don't know how many I watched, but it took a whole hours. I, I watched clips for an hour. And that can happen on YouTube. It can happen on TikTok. And, and they're not bad things, but they just clutter our lives, right? Or I could, I could stream something, you, you know, a, a show, and I could watch two hours a night if I let myself, right? And so it's just saying, all right, for seven days, whatever our patterns are, I'm going to give up media. But then we give up fast. We fast something too. And my goal is we walk out not giving up a candy bar, right? And, and then eating everything else. My goal is that we, we say, I'm going to fast something. So because it's a corporate fast, I like to give examples. I'm not going to tell you some of the other foods I'm fasting, but I'm just not going to eat supper for seven days. I'm going to eat breakfast, lunch, no supper. And uh, because I want to become hungry, but if, if I don't do the God things, I'll become hangry. And, and Gina doesn't want me to be hangry. Uh, so I'll replace it with, with God things, and then I'm not hungry. Because Jesus said in Matthew 4, 4, man does not live by bread alone, but every word that comes out of the mouth of God. And so we are a spirit, not just a body, and we need to feed our spirit. And we'll talk a little bit about that as we go on. But uh, I would encourage you to begin to ask yourself, what can you do? What will you do? And here's what's most important. As the next couple of weeks, four weeks, five weeks, begin to make that list and say, this is what I'm going to cry out to God for. And then ask God, how can I fast? What can I fast media-wise, so on and so forth? And let's get out of the candy bar mentality, that's all. Uh, and so what are God things? God things are extra prayer, see, Bible reading, worship, seeking and waiting on God, and following God, God's promptings. And, uh, and we'll talk about uh, promptings in a moment. I have some cool stories for you. But take a look at what that is. So for me, at night, Gina and I will pray some nights together. Some nights I'll go in my little office at home. And I just will say, I didn't eat, so I'm a little, little hungry. And now I'm going to read the Bible more. I'm going to get my list out and pray and cry out for you. You guys will be on my list. I'll have some things I put on for you. And then I'll say, God, whatever's on their list, I just pray for that, that it would come to pass, open up their hearts and bring it to pass in their life. And so uh, I'm just looking forward to that time. I'll read my Bible more, right? And it's just that consecrated time where we just do more God things. And for some of you, that seven days is still daunting. I get it. I remember the first time I did a real fast. It's daunting, right? 21 days is daunting. So we thought, let's bring it down. Let's all go for seven days. We'll be praying for one another. So I want to show you the six things. They're the main things. We could throw more in that Jesus will do, that God will do if we fast. And here's the first one. Seasons of fasting help us overcome barriers. So 
think about your life. Is there a barrier in your life that you just can't seem to get past? Uh, just, it could be any area of your life. It just seems like you, you can't overcome it. You can't get through it. And you, you try your best and just keep, you can't, it's a barrier, right? God wants to help us break through barriers. So I'll tell you a Joe story. And I asked my leaders for stories, some of my leaders, so I'll share some of their stories. But this first one, I want to share a Joe story. Most of you know parts of the story. You probably don't know this part of the story. But I, I had a, a, a binging problem, and it, it was from grade school on. And it never affected me. Like when I was in Bible school, I worked out three times a day, so I couldn't gain weight if I wanted to. And, uh, but I would do this mindless eating at night, right? And I don't know how I did it, why I did it. And I, was, I, I couldn't be bulimic because I'm afraid to, to get rid of it. So I just can't do that. But I was a bulimic in the sense that I didn't purge, right? And, uh, and so that puts weight on you, right? Especially when you're not working out, you're not as young, your metabolism. I have a great metabolism, but it just was too much food for it to handle. And uh, so I carried over 100 pounds for two and a half decades. And that, I'd lose 50 pounds here or 60 pounds here. And then it come back with a vengeance and I gained more. But it was that mindless eating. And so I got it down to once a week, typically. But then sometimes I'd carry it on for the next day a little bit. And, and, and so if I pinched at night, I might see the golden arches and go through. My favorite breakfast sandwich, fast food, is uh, egg McMuffin with sausage. And I'd buy three of them, right? That's too many, right? I think that's too many, right? And then I'd get hash browns, but I'd get black coffee so I wouldn't have any calories in my coffee just to save a little bit. And, and then I might go to lunch to Wendy's and get uh, two doubles, three doubles, I don't know, fries. And, and then finally by dinner, I'm like, God, help me stop this binge cycle. But you gain weight and it's mindless eating. You don't even know why you're doing it. And so I researched everything. I listened to psychologists talked to psychologists, and, and, and I just couldn't stop it. Had it down to once a week, maybe. And so in 2021, January fast, I told God, this is my prayer list. I, I just put it on my list. I said, you have to give me a breakthrough. I don't know what to do. I can't overcome this. And uh, finally, right? And, and so uh, it's on my list. I can't give up too much for fasting because then I would binge. So I have to be careful just to give up a little. And uh, I went through the, day, the 21 days and no answer but I felt good. I bombarded heaven. And somewhere in March, Gina said, Joe, we need to have a talk. It was like our day off on Monday, early in the morning. She said, we need to have a talk. And for all you husbands, uh, you know, something's coming. And so what I do every time that happens, I say, what did I do wrong? That's just the first thing I say. And then she said nothing. So then it bothered me even more like, oh no, this is really serious if I didn't do something wrong yesterday or a couple of days ago. And, uh, but guys, I was so glad she did it. And every time she does it, I need it. Um, so I'm not getting on wives. And uh, so we sit down and she goes, Joe, you got to deal with your weight. Remember, I'm 100 plus pounds heavier than I am now. Uh, she says, I'm worried for your health. I am so worried you're, you're getting older. And I said, by, by the way, I just prayed my heart out in January. I'm waiting for God to show me. I just haven't gotten an answer yet. And so here's good wife. She says, well, I've been thinking about it. I think I have some things you could do. And uh, she gave me two, two things to look into. One was a clinic in, in Northern California near San Francisco. Um, and they're a great clinic. And then one was in San Diego, Dr. Furman. And she says, I think you need to. And I said, yeah, I'll watch what they have to say. She goes, no, 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 no. You need to go stay there. 
I go, stay there? I go, I'm not that bad. She goes, you are. She said, you need to stay there. I said, but I pastor a church. I can't leave. She goes, you need to stay there. So I researched. I prayed about it more. And, I, and here's my fasting. God gave her the answer, helped me out with it. And so I chose Joel Furman. And then I had to go to the board because I'm going to leave for 31 days, not just not preach, but also um, just have my hands off the church for 31 days. And I go to tell the board, and they're like, yes, go. Huh? And I think, I wonder if Gina talked to them, you know? And, uh, she, and she didn't. But uh, they wanted me to get help too. So I went out in August of 2021. And most of you know that story. And uh, Dr. Furman was awesome. He fed me. I, I lived there. I didn't have a car. And I couldn't leave. And I, he fed me three little meals. And uh, there was about, I think, I don't know, 12 or 14 of us out there, something like that. And, uh, and then he said, Joe, you got to exercise more. I go, I'm walking, I don't know, five, six miles a day. He goes, that's not enough. That's not enough. And so I start riding the stationary bike. He goes, that's not enough. Then I start lifting. He goes, that's not enough. He said, you see that pull out of there? That there? You need to swim. I said, swim? I, like, fun swimming? He goes, no, for exercise. And so I, I never did that in my life. I said, all right, I'll do that. And I left there 31 days. I lost 36 pounds. But more than that, um, through that time, I had a lot of time to seek God's face more. Um, God helped me get over the binging issue. And since then, I've lost right around 110 pounds now, guys. And that's God breaking me through a barrier. Let's give it up. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. So I hope I shared enough in the story to let you know it's... It, it's not that I had a slow metabolism and all of us gain weight over time, right? It's not that. I had an issue. I was concerned about the issue, right? Because it was impacting my life at a very high level. So seasons of fasting help us overcome barriers. What's your barrier? You're probably not going to have my barrier, but what's your barrier? God can help you overcome. Here's the next one. Seasons of fasting help us overcome barriers and make decisions. So how many of you need to make a really crucial decision right now. Could be in a relationship too. Could be your student coming out of high school. Uh, do you go to college? What college? Or don't you go to college, right? I was just talking to the president of the um, woodworkers union uh, this past week. And uh, I saw him in a meeting and I said, hey, I got to ask you some questions about the trades. And, and, uh, and, and he said, oh, we have openings everywhere. He, he said, we need so many people, not just woodworkers, all of us. And, uh, and then Guys, you know that uh, they pay you to be an intern, right? Not much, but to get paid, you have no debt when you're done. And then they come out, minimum, they're making 60 grand a year when they get in the union and start to work. Some of them are making 80,000 as soon as they walk into. So some of you are gifted with your hands, men and women, men. Maybe that's what God's called you to do. Maybe it's called, maybe it's a relationship issue. It can be anything, but God will help you make decisions. Pastor Ryan gave me a testimony for this. He's our student pastor. He said in 2019, he was at the place in his life where he wondered if he was called to student ministry. He didn't think he was doing a good job. Now, if he would have asked me, I would have disagreed with him, but he didn't feel he was doing a good job. And he wondered, God, should I shift? Should I do something else in the church? And so he decided in 2019, January, that that was going to be one of the things on his fasting list, and he just cried out to heaven. He said at the end of that fast, God spoke to his heart, and here's what God told him. I, I wrote it down. He sent it to me. Um, God told him, I called you to the students of this valley. You are called here. And he just put a fire in him for the students of this valley. And he said, I've called you to raise other 
student pastors up, and I called you to this valley for student ministry. And guys, it electrified him. And when he shared that testimony, I thought, I didn't even know that was going on. Maybe you have a decision that you need God to help you make. Here's the next one. Seasons of fasting help us overcome barriers, make decisions, produce change in loved ones. How many of you have a loved one you'd like to see some changes in their life, right? Maybe it's your mate. Maybe it's your kids or your, your child your parent or your parents, and somebody you love, you just want to see a change. Seasons of fasting, you can put them on your list, give up natural things, and then just cry out to God and do the God things. And I, and I, I tell you, there will, there will be a breakthrough. There will be an answer. Gina, this happened um, right after her mother passed, so I think six years ago now. Um, she just made a decision to pray for all the relatives she has uh, out of state, and she started putting them on list and during the January fast, she'd begin to cry out to God for him. And then some other times when she fasts. And it, it's the most remarkable things. I'm watching it from the sidelines. Relatives are calling her. Relatives are asking her questions about God, ones that she wasn't maybe even close to. And she's able to lead some to Christ and she's able to take others to a higher level in God. And it's just from putting them on a prayer list and crying out to God during seasons of fasting. I think that's just absolutely amazing to see what God can do during a season of fasting. And God will do that for each and every one of you. Just put them on your list. Here's the next one. Seasons of fasting help us overcome barriers, make decisions, produce change in loved ones, and then cleanse our hearts. And so you and I are good people. As Christians, we're just good people. But we live in a world that clutters our hearts, our soul, right? You are a spirit. You live in a body. And your spirit was made by God. He created it. But your soul and your body are of this earth, and they can be cluttered with good things. And it's so easy to be cluttered up for you and I as we walk through life. I need about twice a year to get rid of the clutter. So the season of fasting is so good for me because while I'm giving up natural things, I'm pouring in God things, and it just cleans all the clutter out. It's just one of the most amazing things. You'll notice that, and you come out of it like, whew, I feel so good. It's like your pipes were cleaned out. It's awesome, right? Here's the next one. Seasons of fasting help us overcome barriers, make decisions, produce change, and loved ones cleanse our hearts and satisfy our spiritual hunger. Remember Matthew 4.4, Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that comes out of the mouth of God. If you are a Christian, even a non-Christian, your spirit is hungry for more of God. And you may not know it. You may not recognize it. So you're trying, you and I are going to try to fill the gap with other things. And so we'll try to fill it with busyness. We'll try to fill it, fill it with all kinds of things. And it's really spiritual hunger. And when you fast, you begin to feed on God more and you realize, oh, that's what I needed. And you begin to feel this peace and life in your heart because it's like, ooh, that, that, that hit the spot, right? It, Snicker bars won't do it for you guys, but it will hit the spot. All those Snicker bars are amazing. So number one can, number one selling candy in the world right there, Snicker bars. So I know I have good taste just in hearing that. Here we go. Seasons of fasting help us overcome barriers, make decisions, produce change in loved ones, cleanse our hearts, satisfy our spiritual hunger. And I like this one. And follow God promptings. Oh, I love this, guys. So I have two stories for you with God promptings. Both were given to me by Gina, but one has to do with another couple. But here's the Gina story. Now, my wife, who's, by the way, she's working children's ministry today, B-Kids. Our, our B-Kids leader was sick, 
And then a bunch of our workers were sick. So Gina and Pastor Ryan are, are, are filling in back there for, for the flu season that's going around. But uh, typically on Sunday, she's doing it today too, uh, she'll fast until after church. And what that looks like is she gets up early, she begins to pray, and she won't eat till after church. Even when she has a connect group, because most of, many people don't eat before church, especially if it's early service. But she'll go to the connect group, and then she'll come home, right? But what happens in the lobbies is she just has a stronger ability to pray, just just more, for, you know, fervor, fervor and things like that. So this happened not too long ago. The couple, uh, I, I asked them to share the details. They, they didn't want their name shared. But this happened, I, I don't know, maybe a month and a half, two months ago. But somebody wanted prayer in the lobby. They had a 47% blockage in their heart. They were set for a procedure, you know, where they go in, the stents go in and take it take the blockage out. And uh, they asked Gina for prayer. She grabbed some other people in the lobby. They prayed and Gina said, man, I just had just strong prayer, right? That woman went in for the procedure. They go in and they find out there's no blockage so they don't have to put a stent in there. And she was 100% healed. The doctor said, this is a miracle. Can we give it up for that miracle? That's a miracle. So what am I saying? She had a prompting to just, to, to fast, even at other times. And God may prompt you, right? But then even during the seven-day fast, you may have a prompting. Here's another story. A couple in the church uh, this past year, 2023 in January, they're praying, they're fasting with us as a church. And uh, they, they had Gina and I in their heart and they didn't know why. So did you know they prayed for us like crazy during that that whole fast. But then they said they couldn't stop. And after the fast, they just kept praying and praying and praying for Gina and I. And God never showed them why. They just knew they had to pray. And so they're getting together at night and praying their hearts out for us. And then it, it lifted. But then in May, I had my stroke. And when I had my stroke, God spoke to them and said, I was having you lay a foundation for Gina and Joe, because that was harder on her, I think, even more so than me, because she thought she was going to lose me. She didn't think I could ever come back and do what I'm doing today. And it was a tough time for her. And, and of course, I was going through it too. But then you guys joined their prayers. They kept praying. And uh, my neurosurgeon says, uh, "What my recovery is a miracle, guys. And I think, I think that's the church, right? That's prayer. And I've shared this before. I've never felt such power I could feel prayers. I guess I never had to, uh, but I did, I did recently, right? Uh, so God may give you some promptings, some people he'll put on your heart. Pray for them, pray for them. You may never know what you're praying for, but I think you'll see results. So I want to talk to you now as I close. Um, just three things Jesus said about fasting. They're amazing. Remember, fasting is giving up natural things so we can replace them with God things so God can do his thing and uh, begin to make your list, begin to see, what am I going to give up? Here's the first thing. Jesus taught that Christians are to have seasons of fasting. That's what he taught us. And there's a cool story with it. It's kind of funny. Here's the story. Luke 5:33. One day, some people said to Jesus, John the Baptist's disciples fast and pray regularly. And so do the disciples of the Pharisees, uh, one of the religious leaders there. Why are your disciples always eating and drinking? That doesn't mean they were partying. It just means they weren't fasting. And I love his answer, verse 34. Jesus responded, do wedding guests fast while celebrating with the groom? Of course not. To this day, we wouldn't do that. Verse 35, but someday the groom will be taken away from them and then they will fast. Well, that someday is when he died and was buried, raised from the dead. He's in heaven, right? And so 
doesn't matter how much, much, it can be different for all of us, but he said we should have seasons of fasting. I love this next one. Jesus taught us that God would reward our seasons of fasting. And I think this one's amazing. This is Sermon on the Mount, and I love what he says. Listen to Matthew 6.16. Moreover, when you fast, do not be like the hypocrites with sad, a sad countenance, for they disfigure their faces that they may appear to men to be fasting. Assuredly, I say to you, this is what's important. They have their reward. What's their reward? Affirmation. So we can do a corporate fast. He's not against that. But you know what? We don't want to walk around gloomy. And then especially wherever you work, wherever you go to school, we don't want to walk around telling everybody, hey, I'm fasting. You know, pray for me, man. It's really rough. Then That's your reward. That's your reward, right? But then he goes on and says this. I love what he says, verse 17 and 18. But when you fast, anoint your head, wash your face. I mean, look, look like you're not fasting so that you not appear to men to be fasting, but your father who is in the secret place, heaven, uh, and, and your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. What's open rewards? God will do his thing. That's why I love this big idea. Fasting is giving up natural things so we can replace them with God things so God can do his thing. That's the rewards, and he wants to reward all of us. I have one more. I love this. I saved it for last. Here it is. Jesus taught us that God will answer our prayers over and over again. And in a moment, we're going to read out of Luke 11, but verses 1 through 8, there's a story. Jesus tells a story. He says, there's this guy, and he has some unexpected guests, and it's nighttime. And there's no supermarkets. There's no convenience stores. There's no refrigeration. And he didn't have any food for them, right? So he goes to his friend's house that lives nearby, and he knocks on the door. And I remember when I was in Israel, I saw Peter's mother-in-law's house. And guys, it was just a small, it was so tiny, one room, the bed was there, kitchen, everything was in one room. And so this guy hears him knocking on the door, and he says, I'm sleeping, and I'm under the covers. Come back tomorrow. He says, I have friends, and I don't have any food. Give me a loaf of bread. And, and, and the guy says, no, I'm sleeping. Come back in the morning. He goes, they're hungry now. And he goes, no, I'm sleeping. And he, the Bible says he knocked and knocked. And finally, it says the man got up, not because it was his friend. He got up because of his persistence, right? Then Jesus said, that's how God works. Now, listen, God doesn't sleep or slumber. God wants to answer your prayers. But the emphasis is persistent. He wants us to be persistent and I love the fact that he taught us this. But here's the next thing. Verses 1 through 8, that's what he said, the story. Here's the next verse, verse 9. So I say to you, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. Asking is general prayer. Seeking is, God, I'd like to know what this means in the Scripture. Show me, open up my eyes. And then knocking is, God, what direction do I go? God, open the door so I can share Christ with this family member, that family member, right? He says, for everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds, uh, and, and to the one who knocks, the door will be open. Now, what's cool is in the Greek original text, this is in the continuous tense. That's really important. So rather than to bore you, the Amplified Bible brought out the tense. So I'm going to just read it again. Listen to this, Luke 11:9. So I say to you, ask and keep on asking, and it shall be given you. Seek and keep on seeking, and you shall find. Knock and keep on knocking, and the door shall be opened to you. For everyone who asks and keeps on asking receives and he who seeks and keeps on seeking finds, and to him who knocks and keeps on knocking, 
the door will be open. So I think Jesus is saying two things. Many of us are familiar with Mark eleven twenty four, right? Whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. To me, that's like a one and done prayer, right? And until it comes, you just keep thanking him that he answered it. So we can read a verse like this and be confused. Well, he's talking about intercessory prayer here. And I think it's okay to take the one and done prayers and just keep seeking his face while you're fasting on them too. But it's just staying persistent, not giving up, praying for other people, seeking God's face, asking God to do something, knocking on doors. But I also believe he's saying this too, guys, this is important. Hey, don't ask for just one thing. And if he answers one thing, he has more answers. He wants to do more of his thing in your lives. So make your list long, right? Because don't just go with one thing. God wants to keep answering and answering and answering. I think you could look at it both ways. And I don't know about you, but I'm excited about what God wants to do, right? So when you walked in, you should have received a paper like this, uh, Borman and Warren. If you didn't, they'll have them on your way out. Uh, but it talks about fasting. It's going to give you some details. And then on the back, uh, it lets you know we're going to do a, a series called Deeper Series uh, in January. Then we're going to have uh, deeper groups that you might want to be part of. And then we're going to have a deeper retreat that you're definitely going to want to be part of. We have some special gift, gifted people coming in for that retreat. And then the other side is all about fasting. So keep your eyes open for that. Grab one if you haven't grabbed it already. And guys, what's your list going to be? Here's the dates behind me. See the dates? Wednesday the 3rd through the 10th. What are you going to give up and what's your list going to be? Begin to build your list. Begin to think about what your fasting will look like. And I believe God's, some of you have never done this before, but I believe God's grace is going to be on us. Some of you have done it. You're very good at it. But I think God's going to take all of us up to the next level too. I don't know about you, but my list is going to have a lot on it. I'm wanting God to do a lot of things in your life and my life. So, hey, before we close, I don't know about you, but are you excited God rewards us? God does his thing when we just pray and seek him. Can we give it up, Boardman Warren? Woo! I am excited about that. I'm excited about that. Let's fire our heads, close our eyes, let's pray. Father, I did my best to communicate this incredible thing called fasting. And as we bow our heads, here's our prayer, Lord. Help us build our list. Help us, give us grace to, to fill it out. And then Lord, direct us on how to fast. Take us past the candy bar. Just help us to fast, Lord whether it's a meal or it's something else. And then help us, Lord, give us grace to make a decision for God time, whether it's the evenings or the mornings, however we tick. And Lord, we thank you for helping us in that. We thank you that you created a vehicle, fasting and prayer, where we can see you do amazing things in all of our lives. We can have answers to questions. We thank you for that, Lord God. So keep praying, stay in that attitude. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. Maybe you're here in Borman and Warren, TCI, maybe online, maybe our TV audience. And you're not sure of your forever. You're not sure even, maybe you walked in, you weren't sure God existed. Maybe you've been part of a church, but you don't really feel like you know Jesus. You can't remember a day when you accepted him and received him. And I want to say to you, Jesus said, whoever calls on my name, I will save them. He said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life, and the way to heaven is only through me. That's what he said. These are scriptures I'm quoting. And so maybe you can't remember a day when you made it real. Maybe you came here far from God. Maybe you've known all about God. You love God. You believe he's there, but you haven't received Jesus. Whoever you are, 
Why not today? Only God can open your eyes up. So I believe he's opening people's eyes up in all the campuses and online. So if you're listening, you say, Pastor Joe, I'm ready to pray today and accept Christ. Would you pray with me right now? The rest of us, enthusiastically, can we help them pray? I mean, they're going to receive eternal life. So this is a big deal. In Borman here in Warren online, let's help them pray. Say this after me. Say, Lord God, I realize I was born sin-stained and I need a Savior. I repent of my sins and I look to Jesus. Jesus, I believe that you died for the sins of the whole world, including mine. And this day, I call on your name. I accept you as my Savior. And I make a decision today to follow you. Give me grace to follow you. Amen. Hope you enjoyed today's podcast. There are a couple things I'd love for you to do. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. That helps us spread the word and impact more people. You can also help us see others connected to God by investing today at believers.cc slash give. And if you want updates on all things Believers Church, check out believers.cc or follow us at A City Connected on Twitter and Instagram or search Believers The Connecting Place on Facebook. The best way to connect with BC is live and in person at one of our weekend worship experiences. We have locations in Boardman and Warren, and you can get the service times and plan your visit at Believers.cc. Thanks for tuning in to the BC Podcast. Thank you.